Welcome to Dear Diaries Wife School, sharing God's blueprint for kingdom marriages. I'm your host, Rosabee Theok, and you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and our website at www.deardiaries.co. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Rosabee Theok, and welcome to Dear Diaries Wife School. Yes, you have heard right. Dear Diaries has opened up a new segment or portion of Dear Diaries um, called Wife School. I'm super excited about this. I'm super passionate about this, especially for the things that God has been um, showing to me, teaching me and everything. And um, this episode in particular is inspired by a dream that I had. And I said that I would uh, talk about this dream if the Lord allowed it. And so he has. And so I'm excited for wife school because I, um, I and thousands of people last year have been praying um, for uh, the prophetic word that was released, um, which 2022 was the year of the bride. And God has released um, marriages into the earth realm and he has um, he has arranged marriages and they are God ordained marriages and I believe that he is calling me to do a wife school for dear in dear diaries for these brides that are um, receiving their promises now and he wants to um, restore the foundations of marriage, the covenant of marriage, and to empower women to do um, wifing, to wife, to be a wife in the best possible way that honors your husband, that brings glory to the Lord for all the things that he is doing in your life. I am so excited. I just um, pray right now that you can feel the uh, excitement that is inside me, the passion that is inside me, the joy that the Lord has given me about this project. And um, so I'll start off right now with um, just saying a prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for the woman of God, the man of God who is listening to this um, podcast and watching the YouTube version of this um, right now, Father God, whenever it is that they listen. Father God, I believe and I trust you as a strategic God, uh, a marketing God who knows when to bring the right message to the person that is listening at the time that they need it because you are that good. Father God, I pray now for their ears to hear. I pray for the spirit of truth, hallelujah, to be between me and them, Father God, and that the spirit of truth would speak and that the spirit of conviction of the Holy Spirit would be here, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. I trust you. I trust you to speak through me. I trust you to develop our souls to be women of God that you have ordained to partner up with your sons in the earth, Lord God, so that we can be examples of what your kingdom marriage looks like. And I thank you, Father God, that the covenant of marriage is yours, it's not man. And so, Father God, we thank you for that gift in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, let's get right into it. I want to tell you about this dream that I had. The dream that I had was so impactful, I woke up like, wow, like, not in a good way. 
it, it was a God's dream, but like it was impactful. So I, I was in the dream and I know I represented women and it wasn't just for me. It was not a dream just for me, but it was really, um, you know, anybody that I told the dream, they, they ended up like just being amazed. So in the dream, I was with my nephew and we were walking around looking for a garage and I was trying to get something fixed, number one, that didn't belong to me and number two, that I didn't even know what was wrong with it and it was a motorcycle. I don't even drive a motorcycle. I'm kind of like afraid to get on a motorcycle and I'm at the garage and I'm on the phone with the person who owns the motorcycle, who's a guy, and I'm like kind of still in confusion and I couldn't understand what he was trying to say to me as I'm trying to speak to the mechanic to tell the mechanic what is wrong with a vehicle that is not mine and I don't even understand the lingo of what to tell the man. And so that was um, that part of the dream. And then I continued to walk with my nephew. I left the, I left the motorcycle with the, the garage. Um, I don't know what happened with it. And I continued to walk. As I continued to walk with my nephew, I met up with a guy that um, had the um, resemblance of Malik Yoba. And if you guys remember, like for me, and you know, God will give you dreams according to, you know, how he can relate, how it relates to you so that you can understand. To me, Malik Yoba um, represents a manly man, you know? And he was telling me that he got promoted and he's a, a chief or a sheriff. And um, and it was like an authoritative position. And he, and, um, and he was telling me, do you want to see my car and stuff like that? And he was really excited about the promotion. And I recognized that I was listening to him. I was not like, you know, super excited for him or anything like that. I was just listening to what he had to say. And then, but he's super excited about what what is going on in his life. And um, and so he, he shows me his car and the car was like a, a sheriff's car, a police car, but it, it was like in the form in the shape of a parade. Um, I don't, you know, the big platforms. And so there wasn't any real doors or anything like that. And so we got up, you know, on the, um, from the rails, there was rails there, but also there was an opening for people to walk through. And so we walked through and got on the, um, you know, what would be a vehicle. And he sat in the middle. I had um, Liam, my nephew, on the side of the rail and I was in the middle and and he was there and there were um, other people in the in the car. So there was um, T.D. Jakes and there was another man there and I guess that was his friend. So we're sitting in the car and the car is moving now. Liam um, was playing and I took Liam, so when he was sitting uh, around the rail and playing around the rail, which was dangerous, I told Liam, get up and I put Liam to the side of me on my right side and I didn't put Liam in the middle I put Liam in the, the right side which in my in my point of view is still kind of dangerous because he's on the outer side where the child should be protected on the inner side so you know the men were talking and things like that Malik said something that 
you know, was kind of inappropriate to say in front of a child, in my opinion. So he said, the seat is hard like a woman's butt, like that. And I said, you know, well, you know, don't forget we have a child here. And then, um, so when I said that, that's when he crossed his arms and he put his hand over his mouth and, you know, and was silent as his demeanor changed. But I didn't yet notice that it changed yet. So then stands up T.D. Jakes and he begins to speak as he's walking towards the control area of the vehicle. And he walks towards that area and he's speaking and he's, and this is when I realized that he's also in the car. And he begins to say, um, you, you know, it's funny how sometimes people have something to say about what you should say and what you should say. And I interrupted T.D. Jakes and I said, no, no, no. I wasn't trying to say that he said anything bad. I was just saying, you know, um, he could have said the same thing. Just be careful that there's a child here. You know, T.D. Jakes was about to start speaking again. And then the friend says something. And um, so T.D. Jakes was interrupted again. And then I said, to, and I interrupted T.D. Jakes again. And I said, you know, and I turned and looked at, um, Malik and I said, you know, I know he's a good guy. I know he's a good person. Um, and it doesn't talk about who he is and stuff like that. And then he didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. All he did was begin to remove, um, to unbuckle his, his belt. And then he removed his pants. And then that was the end of the dream. So as soon as I woke up, the Lord began to speak to me about the dream and he began to speak immediately from the beginning and he said you know there there's roles for men there's roles that men have and I'm 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 going to be bold enough to say the feminist movement has its good good parts and it has its bad parts and what has happened in the world is that women has now stepped into roles that are for men and most men have become um lost in their purpose in their identity in the things that that is in their innate nature to do and we've stepped into those places and now the, the men in and most of the men in society are lost and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have good jobs. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have, you know, have equal play, pay and things like that. But there's things that we can't do. We don't have the strength of men. We don't have it. And so um, we, you know, there's just certain things that men could do that we can't. And it's, it's um, something the Lord said to me, even as I was preparing for this video. He said, it's not, it's not that I have a problem with women getting certain things in life and equality and, and money and stuff like that. What I have a problem with is the heart of that woman that begins to change, that she begins to believe that she doesn't need a man in her life. She doesn't need a man to raise, to help her raise her children. She doesn't, that's where the lies and the deception begin to come in and to think that you don't need a man when God partnered us up with a man, when we came out of the rib of a man, when God saw that it was good for man and woman to be together. And so now this deception and this distortion becomes to begins to develop in the heart 
of a woman and then dishonor for a man begins to set in women's heart and that's the problem that the Lord has and then the man's role is taken and we need to you know God's desire is to reestablish those roles and it may look different for everyone but you have to lead a spirit-led life and even allow God to choose your partner so that he can impart his wisdom in how the dynamic of your covenant should look like. So when God said, back to the dream, God said to me, you're trying to fix things. You're trying to do a manly thing. It's his job to, you know, first of all, it's his job. It was his car. It's his vehicle. And I'm over there going to the mechanic I don't know what's wrong with the car it's not my car and I I'm basically in a state of confusion trying to relay something to the mechanic where he could have done it himself because he's the man that was one he said then the second part of that the dream was when Malik was telling me about his success his endeavor that he got promoted and I wasn't excited about his promotion I wasn't celebrating him and God was saying men are not celebrated enough they're not um, affirmed and they're not celebrated for their accomplishments they're not um, they're not praised for the things that they do and here he is excited and I couldn't even get out of whatever my thoughts were or whatever it was to just embrace his excitement and tell him how great and awesome he is. And men don't get that enough in this world. And when you think about, and I've always had a heart about this, you know, of course, women are the most delicate, the children need to be protected. But even when you think about shelter, they protect the women and children first. It's like men are like chopped liver. And so men are not allowed to be celebrated. Oh, you know, that's your job. So you're not, he's not really celebrated for coming home, bringing, bringing the check. He's not celebrated for just his presence being there. The presence of a man, when I grew up, I mean, growing up with my father, I knew that I was protected. I knew that I was loved. I knew that there was, there was strength behind my family. And I wasn't scared going to sleep at night. I wasn't scared about anything because I had my dad, you know? And so he's not celebrated just for being himself or being there. And God was like, he's not celebrated enough. He, he Men are not celebrated enough. He has a promotion. You make that be the biggest thing that you've ever heard. Like that's just amazing. You are incredible. Thanks for coming home. Thanks for all the things that you do. Thank you for loving me and our children. That is what we as women need to do for our husbands. They need it. They need it. Everything they do is for you. Everything they do is for you. Celebrate them. Thank them for it. No matter how small it is because they'll want to do more of it so they can get your approval. They can get your affirmation. They can get your praises. It's nurture for their hearts. So um, that was that part he said. So then the part where Liam is playing by the edge and you know it's and i felt i felt that it was dangerous so i told liam you know i told liam come sit next to me 
and even the fact that where I where I sat in the beginning when I came into the vehicle you know God again was showing me you took a seat that he was supposed to sit in he was supposed to be in on the outside protecting me and Liam you sat in there and you didn't give him his seat you take Liam and you put him to sit on the edge, which is still a bit dangerous. He's not at the opening, but still, you know, and you did that. So I was like, man, Lord, whoo, help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. So then the Lord began to say again, Malik says something. He said something about the seats. And then I corrected him. Not only did I correct him in front of his man peers, I corrected him in front of a child. And so now I I have I've not honored him in any way. I don't you're not supposed to correct him in front of his friends. You don't correct him in front of his friends. You don't correct him in front of the child. If you need to speak to him about something, you do that in the privacy. He is always to be honored. He is always to be honored. And one thing that God emphasized to me a while ago, and he says it's very important because I, I spoke about, you know, um, the heart. God is always watching the heart. And that's why you can't judge a person because God knows what's in the heart. And what God wanted me to emphasize is that don't honor a person with your mouth and you don't honor them in your heart. You're saying the right things, but you don't feel it. And, you know, we I talk about inner healing. I talk about the inner work um, in my last episode that women, we are responsible for. And the, and the reason why God wants this, because the scripture says, out of your mouth, out of your mouth are the are are the issues of the heart so if your heart does not honor your husband if your heart doesn't see him as a man the 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 authority the king in the house that deserves to be honored your language to him will not be honorable your forget i i even want to go as deep enough to say the the frequency the 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 light that you exude or move towards him it will not be that of harm harmony love and honor and people don't realize you don't have to say something for someone to feel it we are spirit beings he can feel that energy he can feel he can feel the vibration the sound that you have does not honor him and so God says, don't honor him with your mouth because God said to do it. And that's the right thing to do or that's the religious thing. You want to look good. Honor him in your heart. And if you don't feel that honor, then you and God need to sit together where you get a, you get healed and you get to the place where you honor your husband in your heart because your children is always watching and the way you honor your husband will show them and teach your child how to treat their father 
how to see and view their father. Their father should be honored. The father represents symbolically the position that Jesus has in your life. And so God said, you dishonored him in front of his friends and you dishonored him in front of the child. So that was that, was that part of the dream. Then, then T.D. Jakes, the Lord said, represented a man of God. He, repre he represented God in the dream. And he began to speak. And what did I do? I immediately interrupted him. Then the guy interrupted him. Then I interrupted him again. So that means God didn't even get a chance to finish his thought. He didn't even finish his sentence before I interrupted. Again, a place of dishonor. And I and, and I even believe that the Lord is, even as the Lord is speaking to me, he's saying this is double. This is this is, has double meaning. Yes, T.D. Jake represents the, you know, God as a leader, but he also represents other men in your life. There was a friend and there was a leader and I interrupted them. So the other thing is just honoring men, honoring your brother, honoring your uncle, honoring, you know, um, your male friends. There's a place of honor that they need to have. Why? If you're not married, you can begin to practice it. When a man is speaking, listen, exude grace, exude, um, you know, just a woman who's virtuous, exude those things even now in practice before you're married. Because now when you are married, it will be a natural thing. It will be a part of your nature because you have been doing it with the men around you. That was just a side bonus from the Lord. You can go ahead and give him your praise break, um, your praise for his goodness. He is so good. He is so good to just correct us and to restore the foundation which covenants are being built um, in this season. So then the last act, and I said to you, Malik didn't say anything else ever in the dream because I dishonored him and I shut him up and what God said about this is sometimes when you mistreat the man that you are given to love I love that line the man that you are given to love he begins to shut himself up he begins to pull himself back away from he begins to speak less and he he takes his essence because men I mean people women women think that only they're the precious ones in the relationship sometimes but the man draws his essence out of the relationship and he becomes silent and he no longer sees you as his life partner and the last thing he did was he removed his pants and he took it off. That was so powerful and impactful because there is a saying, who wears the pants in the relationship? That shouldn't even be a question. So even, the, even that question is terrible. 
it, he wears the pants, but he removed the pants. He removed the pants because I wanted to rule over him. And so he removed it. That means he gave his position away because I wouldn't allow him to, to sit in his position in his role. And that was a powerful, powerful act that he did. It touched me to the core. I woke up and I said, damn. Ladies, this might not be a message that you wanna hear. This might not be something that, you know, society's talking about, society embraces. We're independent, we're this, we're that. We're not, we're not. In the kingdom of God, we are not. In the kingdom of God, we are two who became one. That means you honor your husband in your heart, in your mind, so that even, even when he's not around, that honor is there. Even when he's not around, you're talking to your friends, you're talking about your you're talking about your husband in an honorable way. Never ever saying things that dishonors him. God is calling these women, you want to be married? Or I should say this, do you want to be married under the kingdom of God, under the covenant of God, under the promises of God to have the marriages that God promised you? Then you have to do your work. You have to do your work because you were given that symbolic position to that of Holy Spirit. You empower him to be the best version of himself. You support him. You encourage him. Holy Spirit is gentle. Holy Spirit is soft. Holy Spirit is not aggressive. Holy Spirit, uh, you know, think about the nature of Holy Spirit. Um, Holy Spirit is empowering. Holy Spirit is powerful. You don't lose your position. You don't lose your power. Really sit with the Lord is really what I have a strong suggestion for you. Really sit with the Lord and look at society. Look at the rules and the position of men. And, and what you want to do is I implore you to ask God to redefine your definition of love to redefine your definition of family, to redefine your definition of, of covenants, marriage, marriage, positionings of husbands and wives and, and how that looks. Um, just ask the Lord to begin to redefine. If you truly, I mean, what is, ask yourself, why did you want to get married? Is it to rule over someone? No, it's to build something. God brought two people to become one person. Why would you dishonor if you if you really believe God's word? Why would you dishonor yourself because your husband is you? Why would you dishonor yourself? Why would you treat yourself in a manner that gives your children permission to treat you bad? Then ask yourself, does God not know what he's doing when he gave men a position, a role, a hat to wear, and you to be your own? Why would you want to rework what God has done? And if he said in his word, women, 
respect your husband respect comes first in a relationship that means we are called to do our part first when you meet someone you you there's a place of respect that immediately is expected between both peoples and meeting each other the respect should be there immediately for one another but love takes time love is built love grows so our part of respect which god called us to do that comes first that comes first and i'm telling you that there is if you if you really believe that god has called you to marriage um he's calling you to do things the right way he's calling us to get out of get out of ourselves and not think about selfish things oh you know well he's not doing this he did that he did that god you are responsible for yourself and i want you to hear this message i want you to bring it to the lord um and pray about it it might be hard you might not like it you might turn it off come back to it when you're ready come back to it again bring it before the lord lord this is what rosabee said what do you say about this and hear his heart ask him to redefine your definition of love redefine your definition of marriage redefine your definition about your role and your husband's role redefine everything because so many things has been corrupted with society with our own upbringings and we want god to destroy and rip out the foundations we've been building on and to restore that foundation that we may stand on the right foundation to grow beautiful things in the earth so that we can be the right examples to everyone that God has called us to in the earth to you know to empower and to encourage and to change like we're called to do beautiful things in the earth but we can only do it the kingdom way again my name is Rosemary Theak of Dear Diaries Wife School until next time